2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. The date is January 25th, 2021, and this is episode 21. We have a great show today. Today, the crew discusses our favorite character dining in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, We also have another edition of the the Disney Dollar Game and all the latest news and info that you can handle. Plus, we also have Morgan Stark of the brand new Just Some Magic podcast in the the Zoom room today, so we can talk to her about her new podcast and just some of her Disney love. And uh, before that, let's get into the Disney roll call, though, guys. Uh, first, my best listeners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. What's up?
3: Hi. Hi.
0: All
2: righty. I also, laughing. <laughs> I love it. All right. Also, we got Joey and Sam. What's up, guys?
0: Hey. Hey.
2: It's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also. Brad and Tiffany are here, and let me just before we say hello to Brad and Tiffany, let me announce that they are now officially full-time members of the podcast. They'll be here every week with all of us. Um, sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not, but now they will be here every week. So we just want to congratulate Yay. them, and we're happy to Woo-hoo.
4: have
3: them. Yay. Ding ding ding! Golf clap,
4: golf, golf clap. <laughs> <their call. laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: so what's up to our Disney locals, Brad and Tiff? What's up, guys? Hey doing well. Yeah, really we're good. doing good. Enjoying 2020.
5: I'll
0: 20- tell
6: you <laughs> 2021,
2: you mean <laughs>
0: you're
2: enjoying 2020. That's
6: great. It's a Sounds like one, somebody huh? might have been enjoying 420. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
7: No. I see enjoying me.
6: 2021, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Great. Th- you know, goes. and things are starting to feel a little bit more and more back to normal. Okay? Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. And uh, so yeah, we have a great show today, guys.
2: Really excited to talk to Morgan Stark. She's uh, you know, she's been on the Diz before. She does a lot of Disney bounding, and she's got a cool new podcast right now. It's a lot different than a lot of other Disney podcasts, where she actually talks about people's personal stories. Um, so we are, we can't wait to talk to her a little bit later. And again, the Disney Dollar Game, and we have some cool news. Hopefully, a little bit better news than last week. Last week was a little bit of a downer with the Disney news. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So I have some personal good news. I want to tell you guys about because i'm excited to, to announce and i want to give this new new person he's a new new person on this planet i have a new nephew my 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 brother-in-law my, my wife's brother had a baby boy his name is Jaden. he was born on actually on inauguration day january 20th so i just Yay. want to say so I know I know he's listening. The baby better be listening because he has no choice but to be growing up Disney now. I can't wait to I can't wait to introduce him to Disney. This kid. This is yep, true. So happy born day, Jaden! Congratulations on on the birth, Christian, and uh, yeah, and give him a little shout out. So. We got a cool sponsor today. We have Ears by Elena. She's our sponsor for the week. Ears by Elena. They offer affordable ears handmade by one Disney lover for another. She always has new additions just being added to the shop every week. So always check it out. You can find them on Etsy at Ears by Elena, And you can find them on Instagram at earsbyelena. And that's E-A-R-S-B-Y-E-L-A-I-N-A. And she always says custom ears are available. If you can dream it, she can make it. So make sure you hit her up. And also you can hit her on her, G- on her Gmail, earsbyelena at gmail.com for custom orders. All right. They actually are the Disney prize, the giveaway prize this week. Uh, a pair of ears by ears by Elena. So, yeah. So, I guess if we're going to talk about this prize, we got to talk about how they're going to win this prize. Dan and Steph, why don't you tell them the trivia rules?
5: Make sure you are following our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle send us a dm with the trivia question answer the correct answer enters you in the drawing per chance to win the prize one lucky winner will be selected from all contestants with the correct answer
1: and the winner will be announced on next week's episode which will be uploaded on february 1st you can answer from right now Until Thursday, January 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And good
2: luck. Good luck. luck. Uh, Steph, what's the question this week? We got a cool question. What's up?
5: I have a super cool question. I hope so. On our last episode, which was uploaded on January 18th, we had a special guest. Mike Crave from Everglaze Donuts and Cold Brew in Disney Springs on the show. Which Everglaze Donut did Mike say would be his recommendation? Mm. Mm. I'm getting
2: hungry already just oh, thinking about it. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So... Guys, you guys know how to answer the, uh, the question now and how to win that prize. Let me give away last week's winner. She guessed the correct answer, which was what was Tiffany's favorite cookie at Gideon's Bakehouse. And she wins the Sugar and Geek Candle. Her name is Ellie Graber. So Ellie, congratulations. We'll be reaching out to you on Instagram and getting your shipping info and sending you out this candle. Lickety Split i just felt it you know i just felt it it's only the third time i think i've ever used that phrase in my life and yeah. um but anyway so yes yeah, i'm in so, on the pony express lickety <laughs> split <laughs> lickety split all right so congratulations ellie
7: yay ellie
2: yay ellie Congrats. yeah all right so with that let's get into some disney news guys let's uh let's go around uh let me see brad what do you got in the news today
6: yeah. If you're one of those people that were upset when the Wonderground gallery in downtown Disney closed and was replaced with the Star Wars trading post, then I have some good news for you. The Star Wars Trading Post will be moving to the west end of downtown Disney, where the Rainforest Cafe once stood, and the Wonderground Gallery will be reopening. Disney Imagineers will have a hand in creating the new Star Wars Trading Post, and currently neither store has announced new opening dates yet, but stay tuned. All right, so what else we got, Brad? Well, if you're a fan of the new WandaVision series on Disney Plus, then you should hop on to Shop Disney to check out some new t shirts they have. Shop Disney is offering three new WandaVision tees that range from $24.99 through $26.99 for men and women. It's definitely worth checking out for any Marvel or Disney fan. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's about time to put us, I mean, the
2: show's new, but it's cool to have some merch for it now, you know? I, I mean, what?
7: yeah, it's, it's still new. I'm, I'm wondering, because, like, it goes through so many different time periods. I haven't seen these shirts yet. Have you guys?
2: I haven't yet. I have yeah, but either. I mean I was surprised they didn't really have much merch before the show just because I mean that's I'd be yeah. sure you sell as advertising, right? So I would have I mean, been I would have released it before. There's already a buzz. Right. Yeah.
6: I watched the show very silently and I'm still processing it, but I'll tell you what was in my head all week was no spoilers. Hey, sweet being. Oh what can <laughs> it be now to a uh, <laughs> daydream i mean they did such a good job bringing in i don't i don't get the reference yet because i i'm the well, song it's just the favorite. song but they do daydream believer by the monkeys in it and it's
2: awesome it just was in my head all week i haven't seen the show yet and i'm a little disgusted at myself that i haven't seen any of the episodes yet. i just haven't had a chance so.
3: i mean i saw it i'm not a fan we
5: just I'm watched first <laughs> we don't know if we like it or not yet
3: yeah that's how i feel i don't know if i like it or i don't like it I'm in the Miles in the middle. You watched all the
6: Easter eggs the stuff,
7: theories.
4: Ooh. So
7: now I I do like it after watching all the theories. So maybe go watch that.
4: Listen, it's. I, I've seen okay. a lot of. It's definitely different.
2: It's definitely see, different. I've seen a lot of Instagram people saying, "Oh, I think this is this," and and I'm like, "So I know it's spoiler stuff, so I'm trying not even to. I'm trying to avoid some." some right. spoilers. I liked it though, so kinda- I'm I'm sure I will. I just haven't had a chance to see it. I'm dying to see it. I just ha- I just want to be able to sit down and have like time to focus on it instead yeah. of trying to multitask Honestly, and watch it.
7: I think people who don't like it will like it as a whole like if they released it as a film maybe people like that don't like it at first would like it later I think by the end of it you're gonna like it I'll still watch it I
3: just right now I'm in the middle like I don't know if I like it I don't know if I don't like it it didn't didn't take me like Mandalorian the first episode I was hooked already
6: yeah I mean everybody has different tastes everybody has different Marvel tastes and now you can buy a Marvel
2: now you can buy the WandaVision shirt to go with it yeah
6: yeah and as yeah. well i mean we have tastes in uh, cookbooks marvel cookbook <laughs> there you go <laughs> yes on february 2nd that will be a must-have for any marvel fans that are also want to be chefs this is going to be a surprising one for you and an exciting one of course right from the cover cooking with deadpool is a fun and unique cookbook that is written just as if Deadpool himself would have broken the fourth wall and written it. There are over 60 recipes that you can try, including a few for Chimichanga's.
2: I'm excited to actually check this book out. And you know what would make it even better? If they did an audio version of this book with Ryan Reynolds himself as Deadpool reading That everyone, would be pretty cool. Because oh, yeah. you know it'd be oh, yeah. funny as hell. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, so,
2: I'm excited for that. A very Good idea.
0: Cool.
2: <laughs> All right, Tiff, what do you got in the news today?
7: Yeah, um, real happy stuff again. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Disneyland Paris has announced that they will not reopen on February 12th. As they originally planned to do, Disneyland Paris, which was has been closed since October 30th, 2020, due to COVID-19, will now be planning to reopen on April 2nd.
2: Now, that's bad news, but is anybody really surprised, though? I feel like I feel like February twelfth was still a little too soon. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you know, like
2: we like we haven't gotten the vaccine out that much yet. I mean, it's not really, it's not. You know, I I, I was kind of. It's one of those things. I even think it's going to get pushed back from April second. I'll be honest, because I don't think we'll be. I don't think we'll be quite there yet, especially with how hard it's hit Europe. I I think that April even April second. I think we're going to get to like early March, and we're going to be reading another story about this being pushed back a little bit more. Now I think by the by the summer they'll be good to go. I would like to think. I hope. But I still think it's still premature, man. I don't know, but you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, yeah. everything starts once this vaccine starts getting circulated. Maybe you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, it'll see we'll see it just snowball into better numbers, better numbers, better numbers. The way we've seen it snowball the bad way, hopefully, we see it start snowballing the the good way. We get surprised every day with the, with good numbers instead of getting surprised by bad numbers. So, all right, so. Uh, what-
7: they already had a pushback date from this December.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
7: It would be maybe they should not give dates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's>,
2: <laughs> I think I think they do it as like that glimmer of hope, but. I get why they do it, but you're right. Like it almost gets your hopes up. And then you book a trip and next thing you know, you book the trip for nothing. And you know, but right. All right well, what else we got, Tiff?
7: So former Disney CEO, Bob Iger and his wife, Willow Bay, will be donating 5 million to help small businesses in Los Angeles that are struggling uh, due to the COVID pandemic. Los Angeles mayor, Eric Garcetti said, thanks to the incredible generous donation of 5 million from Willow Bay and Bob Iger, I'm proud to announce that 1,000, of our hardest hitting businesses will come off the waiting list and be helped to bridge the moment to be able to survive and soon thrive once again.
2: I love that story. And that's just, you know, be, we, it, it kind of touches on what we said last week about how much we kind of really miss Bob Iger in Disney. It shows mm-hmm. you, don't you wish, I mean, just something like this, that he's doing something that's so good for humanity. And, and Will, I didn't even realize he was married to Willow Bay. Do you guys remember Willow Bay? No. In NBA Inside no. Stuff used to be on Saturday mornings with Ahmad Rashad back like in the 90s, man. He was a famous wide receiver for the Vikings. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he became the the NBA guy and he did NBA NBA inside stuff. And his co host that was Will obey And I haven't heard of Will O Bay in such a long time. And when I saw the story, I said, Will Bay? Why does that name sound familiar? And I'm like, Well oh, yeah. Yep. She used to be on NBA Inside Stuff with Ahmad Rashad. I used yeah. to love that show. All right, so Tiff, what else we got?
7: Okay, so another really exciting news. <laughs> another store in Disney Springs is being forced to close because of the ongoing pandemic. Kiplings has announced that they will be closing the Disney Springs location permanently, but the outlet yeah. location in Central Florida and the Florida Mall location will remain open.
2: That's said. That's job. Yeah. Understood. Hopefully they find jobs for the people at Disney Springs at the other stores, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Yes.
7: I want to be honest,
2: Tiffany. If I get any more bad stories from you, I think you're going to be now known as Tornado okay. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
0: you
7: know, my last story worked out. Whoever's in charge above is shining on me because I love this movie. So fans of the film Enchanted will be happy to know that Disney has confirmed that there will be a sequel coming to Disney+. Uh, the film Disenchanted will begin filming this spring in Ireland with Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey reprising their roles. Yay! That should be pretty good. Yay! Yeah. I watched this like a billion times because of our daughters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it.
6: Yeah, these songs surface in my head randomly yeah. quite often.
7: Yeah, it was so fun.
6: It was a cool concept on a, on
2: like a like a Disney princess movie. It really was, you know.
7: It was perfect.
2: All right, so Joey Sam,
4: what do we got in the news today? Well, we're going to kick it over to the cruise lines. Uh, the Disney Cruise Lines has announced that they will be offering two-day sailing journeys starting in July. The two-day cruise will depart from Vancouver and sail to Seattle and then return to Vancouver the following day. Guests would get to enjoy live shows, deck parties, and adult exclusive activities. So if you're interested, head on over to Disney Cruise Line's website and check it out. I'm still not too sure about this. I mean, the live shows and the deck party, it sounds great. But during a pandemic, really, I I don't, you know, I love the cruises. I'm not getting on a tin can, at least me personally, during this type of time. Even
3: if it is for two days. I don't know. I just find it weird.
4: Yeah. I mean, hey, more power to them. And I know there are people that are going, no problem. I'm just, me personally, I would be like, probably not. You know what, Brad? Actually, I have a question. Here we go. Oh, here we go. What's orange? Is this
3: a dad joke? You can't tell.
4: You can't tell when he preps these now. Come on. (laughs) Brad. (laughs) Brad, what's orange
2: and sounds like a parrot?
6: I don't know. What is orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
6: that's a good from one day okay
3: one. that's for brad and
6: tiff Yay! oh there
3: Dang. you
4: go
2: that was good Ooh, he's like starting to name them now that one's brad and tiffs
7: little right
2: that that yes. terrible. that was what, <laughs> damn that's not nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn okay, that's bro.
2: not nice but back yes, to I, I didn't say it i know i'm i just didn't We're expect something it. so so mean to come from such a nice girl and now i'm um, I don't know what to think. All right, well, what else have we got in the news?
3: So unfortunately, the ongoing pandemic has caused some more problems at Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo's Disney Sea, The Oriental Lands Company, which owns the two parks, has posted a list of dozens of shops that have closed in the two parks. Both parks have already severely cut capacity and hours of operation since the spike of COVID-19 cases in the Tokyo area. Hopefully the closures won't last
4: long. Yeah, it's like every other place, every one of these like Disneyland and Paris, Tokyo, they're all completely like shutting down and here we are in Orlando, they're good to go. Yeah, but you. Know, but again, we've been saying they've been doing a good yep. job in Orlando. Yeah. You know, no, no, I feel very lucky that we are in Florida, big time. You know, hopefully that you know you'd like to see maybe everybody else kind of follow the same. You know. I still can't figure out why they generally do, especially between uh, you know Disneyland and Disney World. Mm-hmm. Generally, we'll piggyback off each other. Land is usually the one that leads on certain things, but yeah, I, you know, for whatever reason, and you know, it's not like I know California's really bad, but it's not like Florida's great. <laughs> so we're one of the worst in the country as well.
2: Yeah, well, it's also the, it's also the, the the state legislation too is, is kind of who makes that decision. But oh no, I get that. You know, I absolutely but, get that. But,
4: but you know, hopefully, um, hopefully soon. You know, but yeah. So what else we got, guys? Okay, so uh, some of the recently posted photos on social media have got Spider-Man fans excited that Mysterio, who is played by Jake Gyllenhaal, may be returning in the next Spider-Man film. And there has been quite a few other actors that have been basically talked about as far as, you know, who are going to be in the new the, the new film. And there's a lot of them. Anyway, so the recently posted photos uh, show several posters on the wall that feature the iconic fishbowl helmet that the character wears. Anyone who knows, uh, Mysterio knows what that kind of looks like. Even in the original iconic Spider-Man cartoon way back and stuff, which was pretty cool. But, um, but so far, no one from the film has confirmed anything, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. And they're obviously not going to really confirm anything right now no matter how much they've you know stuff leaks and i mean you could see photos if you, if that were literally on set and they'll still be like yeah we don't know what you're talking about so listen it's just another piece that, that'll go into the next spider-man film i mean there's just there's gonna be so many characters in it and it's funny years and years ago before the whole mcu and the avengers i used to wonder man how can they fit so many characters into one movie and then of course after you see like yeah what they do in the avenger movies especially like in game you're like well yeah it's gonna be nothing compared to what they used to do so um but
3: also he did so good playing mysterio like he, yeah it was he it was it yeah, was good
4: I thought he did yeah, he really was good. good.
2: Yeah, he was, good. I, I I, he was I, good. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I heard, and I don't know if it was, Joey, I don't know if it was that you that mentioned it or I feel I heard it somewhere. I don't remember where I heard it. So I, I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't give credit. It might even have been my son who told me that they're actually going to have the previous Spider-Mans. Yeah, in this, like, uh, they're going to have
4: they're going to have Maguire. They're going to have Garfield. And then, they're gonna have uh what's his name? Yeah, why can't everybody say me the oh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland? There you go, Tom Holland. Jeez, man. The most recent one, and i just completely blanked on it. I had well, a space I just blanked bla- on it. Yeah, I had a space. Yeah. I just couldn't yeah. think of the name. So yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have all three of those. And then they're talking about, you know, aside from now talking about Jake Gyllenhaal, but you know, some of the other villains they're bringing back. Um, what's his name? Uh Jamie Electro. Fox. I heard. Yeah, Jamie Fox with Electro. I'm not sure if they're talking about uh Connors, Lizard Man or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that, but it seems they're just kind of converging all the films and people that have been in them. Oh, I know they did say that. Uh, melina who did doc ock he's going to be in it as well for he's That's from cool. so yeah so they're kind of he was good in, as
2: doc ock i liked him as Doc. he ock.
4: was that was one of, that was one of the good ones i thought so yeah. um it'll be interesting i don't know what they're going to do with it because they haven't obviously talked about it i don't know how they're going to address the goblin uh because they've had a couple of them so i'm not really sure you know how they're going to do that because uh, harry obviously in the one with garfield died just like uh what's his name died in the first spider-man with so, yeah. yeah so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
3: Okay, so this one I'm really excited about because coming from ear people that make ears, um, you can now find Sequence Mini Mouse Ear Headbands just in time for Valentine's Day. The new headband has sparkly pink sequence for the bow and red sequence for the ears. You can find them at any World of Disney store for only $29.99.
2: Well, they're not as nice as your ears. I'm
3: sure. Yeah, so last week we came out with our Valentine's Day set You can get them in purple, pink, red, or mix match. And they're little hearts.
2: Nice. Very cute.
0: They're
3: so cute. So you can get them in all, I mean, pretty much any color. If you guys, if if anybody messages me and says, I want green, I could do green.
4: What about tout? Could you tout? (laughs) (laughs) What color is that? Khaki. I'm looking that up. Yeah, Yeah, but I gotta I gotta look that up. It's khaki. I I do have khaki.
3: I actually have khaki. yeah, we do have that. But taupe is
4: it's T-A-U-P-E. Yeah. Taupe. Taupe. I I say taupe. Is it
3: taupe? Oh we actually have that color. No way, really? We have that we have that color.
4: Yeah, I'd never heard it referred to as that, but okay. Is it taupe? Sixth. I always said taupe. No, what I mean is I've never even heard that color before Yeah, in my life. It's just brown.
3: But does it look, remind you, like, when Aiden, can you print me something in galaxy black? I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs>
4: he's and trying he's to like stop you guys. Be- yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think we, we, do have some, we do have a color that's very close to that. Yeah. If you really wanted it. I didn't want it. I was just trying know, to stop you guys. I was trying I to pull
2: it. I'm just trying to pull an Aiden.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know
3: but we do have several colors where you can pick from so oh, those are some so you Pink. can kind of like mix match purple
4: or- and um what's what the other oh yeah red obviously the classic red you know yeah. yeah cool yeah all right so
2: let's kick it over to the news for uh for Dan and Steph Steph why don't you go first
5: well if you're a hardcore Disney fan like we are then you need to check out the new Mickey Mouse black and white kitchen collection now available on shop Disney the new collection has a black and white cartoon version of Mickey Mouse on drinking glasses mugs dinner plates utensils holder and cookie jar these are a great way for any Disney lover to bring their favorite character into The kitchen. I am so excited for
1: these. Yeah, but we can't really get any because we can't. We've we've bought so many at home goods i yes, don't know if have. you have those there yeah we have home goods yeah we got home goods they yeah. do the sketch- all the time the sketchbook series the of disney plates and glasses and they did uh
5: and we're obsessed with them yeah all because they're not in your face they're pretty with little
1: yeah here's the christmas, cookie christmas jar snow- oh it is nice i like that but they're oh, yeah. they're really cheap you know but they're brand new yeah yeah so
2: you know, really cool. I feel like that you stuff would go your- good with with Stephanie. Well, Stephanie's like sandwich making or
1: waffle making. You have all like the you know. Yeah, the- she likes kitchen accessories and towels. I do,
5: and- I do. Even though we have no room, but I need this in my life. <laughs> We're hardcore Disney fans.
1: Yep. <laughs> we decided today.
5: Okay, you know what else I like?
1: <laughs> You're making the announcement. Yep.
5: Um, Here we go. I like M Ms.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know who doesn't love m ms
5: Because the Disney Parks blog has just shared some pictures of the new m ms that will be coming to the new M&M's store, coming to Disney Springs. Yay. The new yeah. store. I'm so excited about that. Does anyone know where it's going to be located? Yeah. It's, it's over it's- by the new shop we've been talking about, the donut shop. It's oh,
7: over yeah. by
2: Everglades. Yeah. Okay, cool.
5: Neighbors. The new store will offer a Mickey and Minnie mouse style of M&M's. The Mickey M&M's will come in red, yellow, and black colors with the three-circle outline of Mickey's head printed on one side.
6: And
2: taupe. And taupe. I hope so.
5: (laughs) And the Minnie Mouse M&M's will come in black, white, and red colors with minis outline and a bow printed on one side. No official date for opening has been announced, but hopefully we will be able to chow down on these new M&M's very soon. That's a Birdie. lot
1: of in-depth info on the M&M's. Yes. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, know, I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for the m M&M and store. I feel
2: like it's been in the works for like ever to open. and
1: Yeah. Everything's been pushed off.
2: Right, so what else we got, Steph?
5: Something super awesome because it's been announced that all five seasons of the Muppet Show will be coming to Disney Plus on February nineteenth. Yes! Yay! Muppets! The Muppet Show originally premiered in nineteen seventy six, and this will be the first time the last two seasons will be available for home entertainment.
2: You know what I love about this Yay. is when they when it, when you first heard the rumblings about this, I was nervous it was going to be just a new Muppet Show, which would have been fine. But to mm-hmm. hear that it's like the original Muppet Show. That yeah, I mean, it was on. Guys. It came on before I was even was even born. But you saw them like in repeats as a as a kid, and that's what I'm excited for. It's the old original Muppets. They got all the movies, the the, the great Muppet Caper, and uh, you know, and those are great. You know, but uh, so you know, I was just waiting I was dying to see the 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 old series that I remember from being a kid. You know, on reruns. So that's cool.
7: I don't understand quite why some things are there and some things aren't there. Like if there's a reason behind it.
2: Well, in some cases, it is licensing. Like if say. Before Disney Plus came into existence, if Netflix already had a five-year contract to have a certain movie or something, you know, when Disney Plus opened, Netflix would still—that's why you see sometimes all of a sudden it'll end on Netflix and then a month later it appears on Disney Plus. It's because Netflix might have had it or Amazon might have had it. Somebody, some of the streaming service might have already had a contract for it, and Disney just needed for that contract to finalize before they can bring it over to them. Because even though it's theirs, they already negotiated a contract for somebody else to stream it. You know, and it might have been in the works before Disney Plus. So. So like if, they, if Disney Plus really wants to crush everybody, they should just keep they own almost half of Hollywood. They should just they should just keep all their content. Netflix would have nothing to play, you know. So I mean, between they own Fox stuff now, and you know, oh, yeah. they would have so much, you know. I mean, look at the Simpsons are on on. Uh, I'm not a huge Simpsons fan, but even the Simpsons are on um, Disney Plus. You know, who would have thought that? But all right, Steph, what else we got?
5: Well, build the Bear has released a really cute online collection featuring my favorite <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and his pals. <laughs> Check out the four hey, funds hey. available in the Winnie the Pooh Build-A-Bear collection featuring Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and Eeyore. Each includes a six-in-one character sounds feature. Pooh, with his honeypot, goes for $50, with the rest of the characters ranging from $30 to $37.
1: Mm-hmm. Cute. That's super Sweet. Cute. All right, Dan, what do you got? Well, sad news. Dale Bear, who was a supervising animator for Walt Disney Animation Studios, passed away on January 15th, 2021 at the age of 70. Dale's worked on films such as The Lion King, The Emperor's New Groove and Meet the Robinsons and The Princess and the Frog and many more. He'll definitely be missed. But uh, the thing about him is he joined Disney in 71 and he left in the late 70s. But he was always a freelancer for Disney and came back in 98 but i think it was him and his wife launched a studio in the 80s and their big film they did was who framed roger rabbit oh so another legacy over that's very sad and and too soon too young 70s not old enough yeah yeah and i had just saw not that long ago about him doing um like a webinar kind of a paid animation you know, how to type thing. And I was, mm. I almost. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sad story. Well, in other news, Walt Disney Imagineering has filed for a new permit to bring a new popcorn kiosk to the upcoming world celebration neighborhood of Epcot. The new popcorn kiosk will be near the original mouse gear, which is pretty much the center of the park. Now for a slight beef, a gripe, oh, a gripe, Here a gripe.
4: Go. Oh, we're moving over to beef. Popcorn, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, and you actually share this. Please can't we bring the popcorn turners oh. from Disneyland to Disney World? Yes. I we love those so much. You guys know what I'm talking about? The I'm with not, the, familiar with I'm not familiar. The, with the the stands, right? The things where they yeah, where but they, they turn it different weird characters in each one that are is actually going mm-hmm. with the arm turning the popcorn. Oh, I'm not familiar with that you thing. Come out. Oh.
5: We're obsessed they're very with them. weird. And why doesn't Disney World have them?
1: I know they're super. They're cool. look it up. Cool.
5: It's they're kind of a thing, a like a cult
1: thing with Disneyland. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like Disneyland does have a lot
2: of like those little. They have certain things that are just like the little charming little little niceties that maybe we don't have, and maybe yeah. that's to make up for certain things that they don't have that we have. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do know there's little things like that that you know that's just one of them. I don't. I'm not familiar with it. I got to check it out though.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah my look. Friend that goes to Tokyo. Oh yeah. Um, he just got some of the the toys they recreated. Yeah. Pop- cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping this
7: uh, kiosk has the flavored uh specialty popcorns mm-hmm. back because they've been gone.
1: So. Yeah, I like that
2: stuff too. I like mixing them up. Yeah. yeah. That's what I always do. I always mix them up. I love those the mix.
7: Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping this means, but we'll
1: see. Cool. All right, Dan, what else? Well, the Hall of Presidents in Disney's Magic Kingdom is temporarily closed today, but that's only to add Joe Biden as the 46th president. There's a sign outside the closed attraction that says currently being prepared to welcome the new president. Disney has not announced the date that they'll reopen. However, it's rumored to be around July 4th. Oh, I love that. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, it is I a mean, long but time. But
2: yeah, I mean, they knew they knew they were going to have to change it for like two months now. So, I mean, I mean, it's not surprising because this is about the time of year they opened always to change it but i'm always i'm always surprised of how long it takes for them to or you know to audition the new the new president because again they know for like two weeks before they even close what they need to do unless it just takes that long and i'm just naive to it i
1: think they're actually also doing refurb on the other presidents that makes good sense yeah some
4: of the some of the best videos that you'll see on on uh on youtube is where they show the you know sometimes the follies with the rides one of the best ones is if you see the one with the hall of presidents some of the stuff that those animatronics do—it's <laughs> just hilarious. You gotta see if you ever want to see. You okay there, Steph? <laughs> if you ever want to see something funny, it's it's pretty silly to see some of the things they go crazy. So yeah, I could see them refurbishing them. I mean, those some of those have been there forever. Yeah. So and I know they've updated and stuff. So also they have to make the likeness almost you know super realistic. So maybe that that process takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I, That's true. I, I don't know. I mean, I
7: heard it- one of the country bears like pick
4: like just. Oh, here we go.
7: <laughs> Piano and threw
2: it at the audience. Dan, those things gotta go.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just waiting for it to hit. Yeah. Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> thanks for giving me more
1: reasons to get rid of those country bears. Did you call her and talk about this and yeah, get that all set up? It was the, it it was was the setup.
7: Singing. They worked out those kings. I don't want the country bears to go. I like them like Dan does. Well, not like Dan does, but I like. Him.
6: Yeah. yeah, as far as the July fourth date, like opening for Hall of Presidents, I'm like, that's actually really quick because it took them nine months to a year and a half to get Trump in there. So did it take that long? I forget. They're doing it in five months. That's amazing. They must well- be really motivated. The,
2: well, the July the July fourth date is actually. I mean, if you're going to do it on a date, how cool is it to just do it on July fourth, right? So I mean, yeah. you know, just the maybe date. That's you know, why. Maybe, and maybe that's why. Maybe they they have. Maybe they'll be done in June. They said, "Hey, let's make it July 4th that It'll be a cool thing." Um, yeah. Who knows? I don't. You know, I'm not. I don't know how long it takes. I would be. I'm so naive to it. It just seems like. That's what they do. You would think that, you know, but like Joey said, there's a lot that goes into getting the life lightness to it. So,
1: well, and like, also you got to take that with a grain of salt. Look at the dates we've been looking at. I mean, that's, that could be a whole. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's very true. Like Like we've already read A couple of stories today alone where stuff is going to get pushed back. So, yeah, we could be reading a story in June.
7: Like all those presidents, they they use artifacts, like real things, like their watches, some of their actual clothing, whatever they can find. They've put a lot of work into the presidents Mm -hmm. to make them as realistic down to like the detail. So they do a really good job.
2: Yeah, Yeah, they do. So that's going to do it for the news this week. Thanks, guys. Uh, so now it's going to bring us to our interview, and we have coming to the show right now. We have Morgan Stark, and you guys might know her from a time on the Diz, and now she's got her own podcast, just some magic. So let's welcome Morgan Stark to the show. How are you? I'm great. We have so much to talk about with you. We could probably talk for about six hours, but I
8: know it's we we already were talking so much off <laughs> camera that I, like, <laughs> I'm so excited for what this episode. It's going to be
2: yeah. You know, it's it, listen. The new podcast too is outstanding. It's so different than a lot of other podcasts where we're all talking about like just news and certain things like that. You're actually giving people's personal experiences and personal stories to that is just such a cool concept, a little different than everybody else is doing. And it's like a sweet show. It's like just a it's like romantic Disney, I guess. I don't even know how to really say yeah, it, but it's it's definitely I- unique.
8: I definitely define it as like a feel-good podcast. If you just want some of that Disney magic in your life, like my goal of my podcast is just, is to share people's most magical moments. So I typically have one guest on that shares a very in-depth story about a magical moment that happened to them, whether it's in or out of the parks or Disney or Universal. We do, we do talk about Universal on my podcast. And then I'll have some listener stories. And it's just really touching. And it makes my heart so happy to all the wonderful feedback from like you guys as other podcasters and everything and it it just keeps me going because i am a one woman show i do two episodes a week on mondays and thursdays so it is a lot of work but it's a thousand percent worth it and i just hope that we can especially during these crazy times bring a little bit of magic into people's daily life because you know not everybody can go to the parks right now and disneyland's still closed yeah
2: it's a shame but yeah again you do such a good job of keeping everything so upbeat and just positive and just just has you just like just raring to go and get back into those parks. And it's just a great job. And it's just, again, it's just a unique show compared to a lot of the other shows that are on right now. So Thank it's definitely, we're going to get
8: you guys on. Soon. We'd love it. Hopefully. We'd love it. Yeah. We got to organize that. <laughs> I,
2: you know what? I, I I'm definitely in, but, um, but you know what? Let's, we'll come back to just some magic in a, in a moment. Let's talk Perfect. about, let's hit the time machine and let's go back in time. Where did you fall in love with Disney? What was like that moment where you were like, I want to do something with Disney for the rest of my life. Where'd that start?
8: Mine goes back way back when. to the very first time I was in the parks. at 16 months old. Now, you know, you're that little. You're thinking like, how can you remember whatever? But my great aunt, so my grandma's sister, used to be very good friends with Tigger and Eeyore and some of the country bears at Disney World. And she made out all these college kids for the... Role and we went to go visit her. You know, we got in for free and did that. So I went at a very, very young age. Um, and then growing up in the nineties, all the best Disney Renaissance movies came out during that time. And as I got older, like I was kind of known as like the Disney girl. Like I definitely was not to the knowledge that I am now. College, I realized I'm like, I love Disney. I heard about the Disney college program from a friend. I applied first try, got in, worked at World of Disney and for my Disney college program. It was Absolutely insane. There was uh, like 800 cast members working there. I I knew so much and it was just such a great experience. I was there for like seven, eight months. I made lifelong friends there. I was worked to death, but like I will never like take it back for anything. And ever since then, I just became such a big fan. Years later, I moved out to California and was out there for like three or four years and went to Disneyland for the very first time, like in 2017. And I learned so much of the nostalgia and the history of Disney and that just made me fall in love with it more because I was an East Coast girl and so Disney World was my home park and so switching it up I was like nothing's ever gonna be better than Disney World like you can't beat four parks and all the water parks but Disneyland there's just something's very special about it that I will always love and Sleeping Beauty is my favorite princess slash character so I <laughs> gotta love her castle there And even though it's a lot smaller than the Disney World castle yeah I just grew to love it and then I had an amazing opportunity with the Diz Unplugged and worked with them for almost a year and got to just Elevate my fandom of Disney and being able to do media events and stuff, and that was just so amazing. And now I'm on to my own little journey and starting my own busso magic. And so it's just been a wild ride. I've always been known as the Disney girl. I definitely try to keep it under wraps in like normal public settings. Like I got <laughs> like I'll wait for someone else to bring it up or like oh I'm going on a Disney trip and I'm like let me plan it for you. Let me help you. <laughs> like I will give yeah. you all the best advice. And that's when it just like Disney vomit comes out. And I'm just like oh here let me tell you all. This and how to make the most out of your trip and i bet you do the same too and you Uh, try to like keep it low-key and
2: isn't it the most amazing thing when you overhear someone talking about a Disney trip and you're like, hey, wait, let me talk to you sure. for a minute. <laughs> me-
8: you're like, my people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> let, let
2: me help you out. Let me let me show you how a yes. pro does it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. If I, I do. I book all the trips for our family and friends. Like they, you know, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I usually try to like somehow tag along. But if I can't, I'm booking the trip for them, you know?
8: Yes, absolutely. I told a friend, I was like, I'll make all your fast passes for you. Like, I won't even be there. But like, let me link to your account and I'll just, you know, be bop, boop. And have it on there and yeah <laughs> so I did that so they didn't have to worry about that and I got all the best rides and times you know sitting there refreshing it for them and while they're having fun and I've definitely done that before.
2: Did you ever do that where someone will show you the plans they did make and you look at it and be like this is amateur hour hold on give me let me fix yes! this for you like you got like yeah. you, you got what are you doing this is amateur like, hour let me help you out.
8: You see someone go run to like a ride that isn't always a short wait and it's like why didn't you run to like the one that's going to be like three hours long later today mm-hmm. like give it an hour and it's going to be a three hour weight like it's absolutely insane but yeah I definitely feel that same way and I forgot to mention, I, within the midst of all of this, um, I actually started my Disney Instagram, um, Morgan Stark underscore underscore, not the original one. Um, <laughs> but I kind of do some Disney bounds here. But my favorite thing about it is when I am in the parks, when it's not a pandemic or anything, I'm very intentional with my Instagram stories and my storytelling. Like I'm not just going to be like, here's me on Big Thunder Mountain and then here's a churro I'm eating. Like I'm telling the story in the progression throughout the day. And I find such a joy in that. And I love getting messages back of people saying like, I'm living through you or all your rides. Thank you for sharing this. Like, that's what I'm really there for. Like I kind of definitely slack on posts. There's definitely a bunch of other influencers that have much more better content. But when I'm in the parks and I'm snoring, like that's my time. I like to shine for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and everything you have is so genuine too. So they're not getting, you. you know, there's a lot of people that just go just post just to post. Sometimes <laughs> you put out good, genuine, like just content. Like uh, there was one that I got a kick out of and I, I, I can't remember how long ago it was but you'll i'm sure you remember when i explained it is you had a video yeah. and it was you meeting maleficent and you guys were kind of like having a conversation and i thought it was hysterical because she had the she had she was in character and it was it was one of my favorite ones that you got yeah you had up there it was good.
8: yes i think it was the very first i think if it's the video i've met her a couple times now but the very first time i ever met her i was the person in front of me was spending a lot of time which was totally fine i wasn't upset but my like anxiety was like thriving and i was like oh my gosh i'm like sweating like i'm meeting my favorite villain ever like oh my gosh and then i had like a shirt that said um it had maleficent on it and it said darling i'm a nightmare just like just like a daydream and she wanted to know which small shop it was from she's like oh what marketplace is this from and i'm like oh it's such and such and she's like oh how now this is how you dress for a party because it was like the halloween party and mm-hmm. stuff and i loved it i was like fangirling but like you know try to try to be cool because yeah you got to impress Maleficent. Yeah, it is Maleficent. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was like, I love meeting characters. And so it's so sad, you know, I, when I have been back to the parks, like the first time I went back since everything closed down was in September, 10 minutes into the park, we hadn't even done anything yet. And the cavalcade comes down with Mickey and Minnie in their cars and all the other Fab Five friends. And I just start bawling for a good 10 minutes. Like I tried to stop crying, but I just couldn't because I didn't know how much I needed to see Mickey and have him wave at me. Like it was so emotional and I'm such a big character person and all I want to do is hug a character but when times are back to normal I'll get to do that so
2: yeah soon yeah. enough hopefully soon enough you know yes. but um so what would you say is your favorite all-time Disney memory was it a specific meet and greet was it a specific meal was it like what was your favorite like the one that you always go back to that memory
8: so my very favorite most magical moment my very first episode of the just a magic podcast I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to that one <laughs> but it's with my very dear friend Sarah who we did our Disney college program together and we just developed a love of Frozen because we were working there the year that came out. And she identified with Elsa and I identified with Anna, if you couldn't tell by this interview. <laughs> I'm very similar to Anna. And so there was just a time where I was able to surprise her at the Frozen meet and greet, kind of like what you see on YouTube with like people doing proposals or stuff. Like I just wanted to see my best friend and surprise her because we usually go together and I was just happened to be in Hawaii, which I was in Hawaii, but I got back earlier than I said. And so I was able to surprise and she was crying and I was crying and I did it with Anna and Elsa and it was a whole like scheming thing so if you definitely you should go check out episode one A Frozen Surprise I, I, we go into grave detail about it and she comes on the show uh, once a month and we do we're very funny like we banter back a lot so definitely the stick for the Sarah and Morgan episodes there was a really good one okay. we have eight years of memories together of going to like Disney and Universal so there's two of those episodes up so you should definitely go check those out definitely. but that is my most magical moment is surprising my best friend with the Frozen characters Excellent. at Disneyland.
2: Now, you've been to a bunch of the different parks and stuff. Uh, yeah. Have you ever gotten a chance to hit Disneyland Paris? Have you gotten a chance to hit anyone's in Asia?
8: Um, I have been fortunate enough to go to Tokyo Disneyland in 2019. Okay. Um, my friend Raquel planned this trip, and she like put on her Instagram story like, hey, does anybody, like a close friends, obviously, not everybody. Does anybody <laughs> want, <laughs> not just everybody. Um, Could have been want, awkward. I know, right? <laughs> like they don't even know the person. But she said, like, does anybody want to go interested in going on this trip with me? Um, I, I messaged her. I'm like, oh, about how much is it? And she's like, oh, it's about this much. And I'm like, perfect. I have like that amount saved up in my savings, like might as well. And we went a couple months later and it was just us two <laughs> girls. First time traveling out of the country. And I will say Japan is a very good First country to go to if you've never been out. Um, you know, as being females, it was a little nerve-wracking, but like she planned a lot of it out and knew where to go. And getting into Tokyo Disney, the culture there is phenomenal and so kind. And like, they're not just gonna say, you know, go to row one or go to row two. They will like see that you're American and obviously don't speak the language, and will walk you to your rows. And they're just so kind, and it was just such an amazing they have just such a good energy there, and the entertainment is amazing. The cast members, no matter matter what their role is they're all so proud of their job so it was a phenomenal experience going there i think the next park i would love to go to is paris because that's where the real sleeping beauty castle is yeah. like that's the one from the movie and i got to see that dragon and i definitely want to go during halloween time when all the villains are out so i definitely want to try there next but have you been to any
2: international I, ones i haven't been to any of the international ones yet my daughter and my wife went for my daughter's graduation um from high school they went to they went to disneyland paris together i couldn't just oh with just stuff going on, I couldn't make it, but they went and Aww. they raved about it. They said it's way different than U.S. Disney's, but it's still just just magical in its own way, you know. And they yeah, show, yeah they love the whole the the dragon in the basement of the castle, and yeah, there's a lot oh. of cool things that they add there that they love. So um I'm dying to go. I, I want to do that one. I want to do, and I, and I definitely want to do the Asia ones, you know. um And I think I got to be on my bucket list is definitely Alani. Have you done Alani yet?
8: No, I haven't. I definitely. I
2: know it's to. not a park, but still just being tropical and Disney is like a good combination, I feel.
8: Oh, for sure. And actually, um, my I had a friend Lindsay on in December. She's been to all six Disney parks. And on the episode that she's on, she ranks them all, like all, essentially all 12 because, you know, there's like four at Disney World and two yeah. at Disneyland, et cetera, et cetera. She ranks all 12 and you'll be very surprised where she puts some classic ones that you think that people would like the most. But she's like, I remember one of them, she She's saying that Hong Kong is a sleeper park. She's like, I don't know why no one talks about this one. Like, it's so great. And she kind of goes into that. So, yeah, definitely go check out that episode, too. Sorry. Keep plugging
2: it. No, go ahead and plug it. This is your time to plug it. (laughs) What, What episode is that? So we can check it out.
8: It is. Yeah. Episode five. So okay. Definitely go check that out. Definitely, yeah. definitely,
2: definitely. So, what would you say is some of the the biggest? I mean, besides the obvious differences between Disneyland and Disney World, you know, obviously the size and certain things. What was? What is one of the things that? that when you are in Disneyland, you miss about Disney World. And when you're in Disney World, you miss about Disneyland.
8: Oh, I could like write a whole college essay on this. <laughs> oh, it's like a thesis statement or something. Okay. So at Disneyland, I uh, this is how I describe Disneyland and Disney World. I don't know where, I, someone else came up with this. So I don't want to take credit, mm-hmm. but I described Disneyland as a small town where everybody kind of knows each other. And Disney World is like New York City, hustle and bustle. Everybody's moving and grooving. And that's definitely like the the tone or like the energy at each park. Disneyland, I love the charm and everything about it, but I wish that we could bring from Disney World the queues because the interactive queues that are really fun, the immersion, like, for example, Pirates of the Caribbean. I love at Disney World the leading up to it kind of the eerie music you're going through the armory and you see all the guns and the barrels and stuff where at Disneyland like you're just kind of weaving outside and then you're in the building you know and then you're on the ride which is fine but like I kind of like the emotional build up to it you know Um, like Haunted Mansion you have like the whole graveyard scene that you kind of can interact with the different tombstones like that I wish we were there Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that's I know there's not as much room at Disneyland so I understand why they don't have it and you know people typically don't wait for hours on end at Disneyland, so you don't necessarily need those things, but that's what I wish at Disney, that Disney World would take over to Disneyland. At Disney World, I want them to replace that dragon in Fantasmic. I (laughs) loved Fantasmic over at Disneyland. When I first went, it's kind of a little funny side story. So when I first went over to Disneyland, it was during the construction of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So they drained the lake, like, so Fantasmic, the riverboats, the train wasn't going for the first, like, six or seven months that I moved there. And I go to my friend and I'm like, oh, well, where do you guys usually have your Fantasmic? She goes, oh, right here at, uh like, New Orleans Square, Frontierland area. I'm like, oh, well, where's the stage? Oh, just over there on Tom Sawyer's Island across the lake. And I'm like, oh, well, where do you guys sit? Oh, on the ground. And I'm used to Disney World stadium seating at yeah. Fantasmic. And I'm just like, wait, what? And I'm like, okay, how can this Fantasmic be that great? Oh boy, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. It was the most amazing thing ever. The boat was so much better. Like, in the dragon, Murphy the dragon, whoo, creme de la creme is the best ever. And <laughs> I would love to, it, to replace at uh, the Disney World one with their paper mache dragon that they have over there. It's
2: it yeah it's 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 it could be better done oh, poorly pro- poorly produced
8: <laughs> yes as we it's say. Like- it's <laughs> so pathetic
2: <laughs> let me ask you a question what is out of all the parks you've been to because it seems like you've been to a bunch yes. what would you say if, if you could only do one park one day all over the world oh, and yes. and, what, and out of the ones that you've been to not just because I've never been to, to Hong Kong I want to, Yeah, out of all the parks that you've been to what is the one if you could go to one one day which is that
0: park
8: oh my goodness yeah. okay. I think this might be very shocking but I would say Animal Kingdom Okay, and the reason why now I do love Tokyo Disney I do love Tokyo Disney <laughs> Sea I think they're phenomenal. But what I, especially on a recent trip, I just fell in love with Animal Kingdom again because I actually took the time to go look down the animal trek and go see like the tigers back there. I've never done that before. I love the thrill rides there. I love the animals. I love the safari. Pandora is fantastic in the food there. There's so much food. I went in September and I forgot to get a meal at Statuli's. Is that what it's
2: called? Statuli's camp. Yeah.
8: And so when I went again, I like scarfed it down because I was like, I I missed this so much, <laughs> and I ate it so quickly. Um, but the food there is so good. I dinosaur is one of my favorite rides. I mean, Indiana Jones like is up there because I mean, essentially they're the same ride, just different themes. But yeah. dinosaur has always been my favorite, especially during my Disney College Program. So I would, and I just love like the drummers in Pandora. Like that's such an entertainment. Line, festival of The Lion King, which I heard is coming back, which yep, is fantastic. Sure. Yep. And I pick when I did my Disney College Program. If you work merchandise, you can pick up shifts at other locations, and I actually picked up a shift at Discovery Island. And so I got to wear this cool beetle skirt with like cool tribal designs on it and like puka shells, like um bib around on my dress. And it was just so fun. And I just have like a love for Animal Kingdom and the animals and Pandora. It's just all great. So, but we can re- do something with Dino Land. Like that area needs to go, it, it, but keep it, Dinosaur. Yeah, to keep Dinosaur. Um, yes.
2: the other, what, what is it? What is, it, what is it, the Triceratops spin? Is that the one where it's like whips you around? Yeah. And you get, where you get whiplash by the end of it? Like.
8: Oh, that's Primeval World.
2: Primeval yes. World. That's it. That's it. That's it.
8: <laughs> that's dead. I'm pretty sure that died.
2: Yeah, I mean, like remember being on that thing though? Like you would, you could actually get a concussion from being on that thing. Yes,
8: absolutely. Oh my gosh. It wasn't
2: that's much weird. fun, but it just whipped you back and forth.
8: Yes. It's yeah. They got the cat and mouse coat. Coaster type things, but just add a spin. Like it's too much, too much. I,
2: I like the idea of doing this carnival atmosphere, but not with the dinosaur theme. If you're gonna do dinosaurs at Animal yeah. Kingdom, do dinosaurs at Animal Kingdom. Do yeah. give me some other stuff. Like I'm all for doing like, again. I'm all for doing like the cool kind of like small carnival feel. You know, like travel carnival feel. But don't put it in Animal Kingdom based on dinosaurs. Put it maybe make a section off on on Magic Kingdom and put it like you know off to the side and like how they have like you know Mickey's Toontown Fair or something. Like, maybe put it like in that. Yeah. Bat- corner Uh or something but to like take carnival,
8: a carnival like Pixar pier like that's a yeah. good carnival theme like yeah. that's what we're going for classy classy <laughs> yeah like
2: i don't mind even like i don't even mind the rides and stuff but to take something that could be you could do so much more with as far as dinosaurs mm-hmm. and just kind of it's like they they said yeah we want to do something with dinosaurs but we also want to do something about like cheesy carnivals how can yes. we let's just let's just do it all together and like i feel like they copped out a little bit with that and i love it yeah. i still go listen don't get me wrong i i <laughs> used to hate most of those rides and i still go on them because i gotta go on every ride when i go but <laughs> (laughs) I feel like they did cop out where they said we want to do a dinosaur section and we want to do a carnival section let's just make them you know let's just combine it and just cop out
8: and they definitely try to breathe new life in it with Donald's Dino Bash which is cute but like it didn't do anything like the things are still there and I did hear rumors like years ago and obviously it's not going to happen but them changing it to Indiana Jones and then essentially because Indiana Jones um, at Disneyland and Dinosaur are the same exact track to switch it over I would be all for that like I'm a big I haven't seen all the Indiana Jones movies, but I love everything Indiana Jones. Oh, I the love Disney it. Park.
2: I love going to the to Hollywood studios and resigning it line for line. All the Yay! exact same jokes that they've done for like 20 years.
8: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, it's it's so bad, but so good. Like, I love going with people that have never been because they don't have, get it. Yeah. And there's like a new appreciation. Have you ever been in the show?
2: I've never been in the show. I'm, a, I'm too oh chicken God. for that. I'm too chicken. For oh,
8: that. I have I, you done I it. Got, I done it once during my college program, you know, like months of being there trying to get picked and finally got raised my hand and got picked. And they asked me, you know how they have you do like something silly in the beginning and then Mm -hmm. you go get into costume. They had me do a princess voice and I like choked up and I like didn't think like, uh, like oh gosh what's a princess voice I like came out with a little like <laughs> like little giggle and I'm like oh that was terrible I totally messed up they're like perfect okay on to the next I'm like okay phew. but like you know after seeing the show so many times you kind of know the special thing that happened so I was like watching out I'm like oh who's the guy oh where is this going <laughs> like it was really fun to like run around and do that and stuff so definitely a little once-in-a-lifetime experience for sure
2: that's awesome yeah that's definitely a cool memory to have so maybe one day I'll get some guts and I'll do it no. oh
8: it's so fun you just gotta you just got to have fun with it.
2: I always feel like I'm, I'm like i will being like, all right, don't, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't pick me. But-
8: <laughs> like they'll just randomly like <laughs> pick you out, like, oh, this guy.
2: <laughs> it was like it's, I didn't want to get picked. But yeah, no, I, and I love the Indiana Jones stuff, man. That, to me, like you know, I, like I said, I go on it every single time, maybe twice a trip, and I know all the lines. I you know, it's, and the best part is seeing the reaction of people that have seen it that never seen it before, and yeah. they don't know about some of the surprises with with the with one of the with one of the contestants or um, one of one of the guests. And I'll be just reciting the lines like, oh, these these jokes are old, man. You know. Yeah. But I still oh, love it.
8: It's so great.
2: So let's ask some... I want to talk a little bit more about Just Some Magic. But before we do that, let's ask some some rapid fire questions real okay. quick. Okay.
8: All I'm right? Excited. Just
2: the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you. you ready
0: ready?
8: Oh, okay. Favorite princess? Aurora. Sleeping Beauty. Briar Rose. Love her. She is my favorite. I I have everything Sleeping Beauty. Like I have her crown right here. I have <laughs> like a little... My one and only pop is a Maleficent Dragon pop. And I she's my favorite. She's my girl. I love her. I want to be her her. I love sleeping. So (laughs) she's she's my favorite.
2: You have a lot in common. So let me and yes. this, I think, I guess, uh, you you kind of gave away the answer to this one, but the next one was favorite villain.
8: And now, I I have thought long and hard about this because I don't want to just, like, go off of the same movie as a cop-out. But I do love Maleficent. She's the most powerful. She can turn into a dragon. I actually remember having a, I don't want to say argument, but a discussion about which Disney villain is the best. And my one friend, he was leaning towards the evil queen. And I was like, Maleficent can turn into a dragon. The evil queen turns into an old lady. I can do that. It just takes me a lot longer. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not impressive.
2: <laughs> and you know what? Something about Lefsen. she's just kind of, it's almost like she's just too cool. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah.
8: She's so cool. Like and then, she's... Oh.
2: Full of sass.
8: Yes. She's like, oh, you didn't invite me. Like, And then the way Angelina Jolie played her, perfection. Yeah, loved to that casting. I would say. I would love to change Aurora, but Angelina Jolie, perfection. Loved her.
2: Yeah, she was great. So then let me ask you this favorite movie.
8: Okay. This is an underrated one. I don't even think many people have seen it, especially as it gets like older and older, but Holes. I
2: don't remember- Shia LaBeouf vehicle
8: with Shia LaBeouf I yeah. love the story I love that there's multiple stories going on in the one movie and it's all connected and it's a mystery and it's very rewatchable and I loved it so much as a kid I still love it today you know there are animated classics and stuff that I do love and appreciate but that one I just think is such an intricate story that I just I love it I, I love
2: that it. answer actually because I feel like you could ask hundred people what's your favorite Disney movie and you might be the one person that says out of the hundred holes yeah, it is a good movie I, but like I think nobody I think people just forget about it like they think oh, yeah. go to the, oh beauty and the beast or, oh little yes. mermaid or aladdin yeah Peter people,
8: Pan, all those classics and no. that's how you
2: can oh. tell a true disney fan because you sit us with holes you, any fraud can say beauty and the beast right any fraud yes. can say beauty and the beast. <laughs> but um
8: it's so true pick one from the renaissance and yeah give call me the day yeah no. <laughs> deep dive into that disney archives at the disney vault i mean now we have disney plus but still it's available
2: <laughs> yeah all right, so let's move into some some park stuff to know. Give me your Ooh. favorite Disney snack.
8: Gosh. Okay, I want to say popcorn because that is what I missed the most, but and I didn't know this was at Disney wasn't at Disney World when I moved there, which almost made me change my mind. But <laughs> churro toffee at Disneyland. I miss it so much. It is so good. If you haven't had it, it's like a little like brown sugar square with like, it's so good. It's like $6. It's way overpriced for what it is, but it is so amazing. I want my friends in California to send it to me because I miss it so much. I like bought a bunch when Buena Vista Street opened up and then I left it when I moved and yeah, I'm really upset about it.
2: (laughs) Cool. Now Now what about in Disney World if you had to pick one from Disney World?
8: Oh, god because that's not there um, I haven't explored too much with Disney snacks I will say and this goes for both parks too because you get it at both parks my favorite combination is before a parade get popcorn and also the minute made frozen lemonades because you got mm. the salty and you got the sweet and it'll like because having one or the other it's like too much but if you have them at the same time enjoy it on the sidewalk while the parade's going on it's like the perfect afternoon for me like that's my absolute favorite cool
2: so favorite ride what's time favorite ride no matter where the park
8: oh gosh oh gosh okay you said no matter where the park or
2: attraction it doesn't have to be ride. or attraction ride or attraction any park
8: i will tell you and this is this is gonna be unlikely hagrid's magical motorbike creature oh adventure.
2: I, I mean we don't use the u word in this on this podcast <laughs> No, i'm only i'm only playing i i wanted a disney ride but you definitely threw us a curveball with the hagrid i which sh- you know what i haven't I haven't been on it yet. And I love Universal too, but I just haven't, I haven't been on it yet. I can't wait. It is
8: the most phenomenal ride. Rise of Resistance is a very, very, very close second with the technology, but I think there's just a little more effort into Hagrid's. I feel like you get more thrill. I think that there's just so much to it in the storytelling. I will say this, if you can avoid spoilers, please do that. It'll make it so much better. I love going on with people their first time. And when you jump into the queue, you can see a lot of the track and where it goes. I had my friend, like, by behind me and then I held her hand and she like ducked down and I walked her through till we got into a building and then I like you know she can look around and stuff and she avoided all spoilers and it was so there's just so many cool surprises and elements and storytelling it's a great storytelling coaster and I'm that got me excited for what Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot's gonna be so I think that might be up there when that comes around but yeah Hagrid's is amazing I do love Universal it's wonderful Hagrid's if you can if you avoid spoilers please avoid spoilers <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so we, we we did a little bit of a twist on that one we do it universal yes
8: i i so like to give an unexpected answer it's very
2: morgan well out morgan not necessarily plays by the rules but we'll we'll take the answer anyway <laughs>
8: you did say any part which is
2: that is my fault that's yep yeah, that's my <laughs> fault <laughs> all right so favorite dining experience in disney now i said in disney
8: in disney in disney, <laughs> in disney. Um... So in Tokyo I will say My friend Raquel and I Had a hard time eating Because we don't like seafood And it's a lot of their food Whether it be like Simple as pizza or pasta There's always some type Of seafood on it mm-hmm. So we had a very hard time Eating there But I will say uh, What I miss the most At Disneyland Is But I will say Lamplight Lounge And get the lobster nachos But with chicken on it It is amazing It's so good I'm like dreaming of it now And if second to that Potato skins um, I like carbs I'm not afraid of carbs mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially at Disneyland Disney and yeah, I really, I really like Lamplight Lounge and then just the atmosphere and just like the Pixar vibes. Like it's just great. I love it there.
2: All right. Well, one more. Okay. When you go to, you know, we all go to Disneyland and Disney World. And we always, everyone has like that special kind of souvenir you want to get, just something for, to remind you of that specific trip. What's yeah. that one souvenir like? For me, it's mugs. I, I always, that's, I don't buy anything but mugs. What's yes. something that you always have to get every time you go to a park Ooh. for the first time in a while? And you say, I need to get this. Like, is it a shirt? Is it mugs? What is? What's that one souvenir that you always have to get for yourself to
5: remind yourself Ooh, of the trip?
8: That is tough because I do. This is very contradicting of being a Disney fan, but I do try to be a minimalist, which is like complete opposite of any Disney fan. We try to get the most and the everything and the limited edition things. But for me, I love going to Wonderground and looking at the art and I'll get like the little postcard ones. And then so it's like five dollars. And then if I mm-hmm. had my annual pass, it's like maybe four dollars, whatever the discount is. And I collect a lot of it. Um, My room, I have a lot of art. I was fortunate enough to go to Festival of the Arts and I snagged up some art there. And I just have so many postcards. I don't hang up all of them, but I do love art and just like I have a, a graphic design degree. And so I do appreciate art and love it. And so when I see like that perfect little piece of Disney art from like that underrated movie, I kind of can't hesitate. So that's my oh. biggest thing.
2: You know, and I got one more. I was in I was in the end of the day, but okay. I got one more question. Absolutely. Is, this uh, is fun. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, well, it's actually a question. It's more like, it, let me, let me. I'm going to ask a couple of different things and you tell me which is the park that you say is the best of that category. Okay. But did it see no universal.
8: Okay. No <laughs> universal. <laughs> All
2: right. Rides slash attractions.
8: I'll say Disneyland but does that count like California Adventure 2 like the Disneyland no
2: separate separate them both So, so yeah separately so it's like so even like in Disney it'll be in in Disney World it'll be Epcot Magic King you know all four of them at that point
8: gotcha oh I will still say Disneyland because I do like the thrill rides like Space Mountain all the the mountains Matterhorn even though I don't like Matterhorn because I need a chiropractor after it Um, and like but I do like like the classics like the dark rides like it's a good balance between both and I think there's good variety there. Yeah, I'd say I'd still say Disneyland specifically, even though we can't do California Venture as well.
2: And then uh, dining.
8: Ooh,
2: um, and that I includes snacks and everything. It's just to sit down. Okay. Food in general. Let's just say food.
8: I will say Animal Kingdom because you got Yak and Yeti, you got Statulis. There's some really good snack places. Like there's these buffalo chicken kettle chips somewhere that are really good. Um, yeah, I'm like getting hungry thinking about this. <laughs>
2: it, okay, so now overall atmosphere and ambiance.
8: Ooh. I gotta say, gosh, this is hard. This is really hard. Okay, Tokyo Disney Sea. Actually, I changed my mind. Tokyo Disney (laughs) Sea. The one thing I will say about Tokyo Disney Sea, I know we don't say the U word here, but if you take the very few elements of Disney out of it, it could very easily slap a Universal sticker on it, which is why it's not my most favorite part because I do love those Disney elements. I love the Disney characters. I love the storytelling. But, you know, there's like Journey to the Center of the Earth. has nothing to do with Disney, but it's cool, fun, ride. But I will say, like Ariel's Grotto and Agrabah and like the Indiana Jones area, like all of that at Tokyo Disney Sea. The volcano, like that's all very cool and extremely immersive. So they do a wonderful job at that too.
2: So that's like I guess I gotta get over to Tokyo Disney, right? Yeah,
8: it's it's amazing. I, if you, th- I think three days is the perfect amount. Which their three day ticket, you have to do. You pick your first two days, like you do one at one part, one at the other, and then the third day you can hop back and forth. Which I think is like the perfect amount. Yeah, the minute, most minimal amount I wouldn't do anything less than three days all right,
2: so before we let you go let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about J- just some magic new episodes are posted yeah. every Monday and Thursdays right
8: yeah Monday Thursdays we're always looking for listener stories so if you don't want to be a guest on the show if you want to just have me read your stories aloud you can submit it anonymous anonymously as well Um, if you want to go to just and click on the share your magic button um, that's where you can submit your stories and we'd love to have any and all and I'll find like the most perfect episode for it like uh, yesterday I just released a Pixar episode so I kind of put um, a Toy Story meet and greet a moment with them or a Disney bound with Edna Mode and so like they, I kind of put the stories where it kind of fits best and so I have Valentine's Day coming up so there's a lot of engagement stories so I have plenty of those cool. I'm gonna go with other episodes so yeah I'm actually currently looking for some Snow White stories if you guys have any or Seven Doors Mind Train or any great experiences like that it's such a fun podcast and I it's de- like I said earlier it's definitely a Feel good show. We just want to bring that little bit of Disney magic and make you feel like you're there, you're back in the parks. And yeah, so it's yeah. it's a fun show. It's yeah. fun.
2: <laughs> it's definitely, please check it out. It is so different than it's, it, there's like zero negativity on the show. It's what's the best part about it. It's yes. like 100% positive. So, yes. I mean, not that anybody, I'm a, there's not really any negative Disney podcasts, but when we go over the news and stuff, negative things come up. But your show is like just, it's like 100% positive. You can't help but smile and laugh when you listen to it. So, that so so w- Kudos well done it's a, it's a, it's a great podcast that you got so
8: thank you um- we do have some heartwarming stories that, um, for example, one story was sent in that they, I won't spoil it, but they had a very traumatic thing happen to them and months afterwards they're like, you know what, let's just take our little family and go to Disney. And I was struggling reading it. I had to do multiple retakes because I was crying through uh. it. But just the ending of how Disney just like brought new life into them and just made it you know what, we're just going to cherish what we have and it just, it hits you in the feels and it's just really heartwarming now. I don't always have a sad story, but We always end on a good note. So yeah.
2: Awesome. So tell everyone real quick where to find uh, the Instagram. Yes,
8: it is just some magic on instagram just some magic.com and the podcast is available on all platforms like spotify google and apple so definitely check those out um we have mon- episodes every monday and thursday and again if you want to share your most magical moment go to just some magic.com and click on the share your magic button yeah and if you want to follow me on instagram i'm morgan stark underscore underscore and yeah i would love to talk to you guys about your most magical moments
2: there you go well thank you so much for stopping by it's been a pleasure it was- it's just great getting to know you and talk a little bit of Disney with you.
8: Oh my gosh, it's been so lovely to have like be on your show. Thank you oh, thank so much you. for having me, and I can't wait to get all you guys on your show and share most yeah, magical we'll, moments. So we'll be on the lookout.
2: I got a good story for you too. I got a good story. Oh,
8: I'm excited. Can you give us a teaser?
2: I was married in Disney. I, most of the listeners might already know because I I've mentioned it a few times, but I was married in Disney, so I would maybe we'll talk a little bit about that.
8: That is amazing, and that I, is very rare.
2: And maybe I can get my wife to join me. She doesn't ever come on the podcast, but I'm, that's the thing is I think I could maybe talk her into coming on. On your show, yes. talking, oh, Disney, uh, talking Disney, talking oh, Disney weddings.
8: Of course! Oh my gosh, we'd love to have both of you on. Of that's, course, that's,
2: oh. I'm going to try. I, I might have to. I might have to, you know, slipper a few drinks, and then, you know,
8: perfect. whatever
2: perfect. it takes, right?
8: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me.
2: Thank you, you for thank so for joining fun. us. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll and we'll be in touch. We'll speak soon.
8: Absolutely.
2: All right, Morgan. Thank you very much. All right, so that's going to bring us to the Disney TV and Movie Minute. And so coming to Disney Plus this Friday, January 29th, we have WandaVision, Wanda Maximoff, and Vision, who are two superpowered beings living in an idolized bourbon lives start to realize that everything is not as it seems so then we go to dinosaurs and this is um, I think is just the whole series it's the show that used to be on ABC back in the 90s uh, to show about a family of dinosaurs that are living in the modern world where the only humans around them are cavemen and uh, they're usually considered to be the pets or the wild animals and I, that's, that is the show that from the 90s right yeah
6: I think it's Jim Henson
2: yeah right yeah. that's what it was that's what, it okay so we also got epic which is about a 17 year old teenager named Mary and she's and size as she discovers a world inhabited with strange creatures. She reluctantly finds herself pulled into a battle between good and evil forces. And then we have the incredible Dr. Paul. It's a reality series that follows Dr. Jan Paul, who has been a veterinarian for more than half his life. He and his wife Diane started a veterinary business out of their home in Central Michigan's farm country. You get to know Dr. Paul as he treats all sorts of farm animals and even a few reindeer. I've seen his stuff. He's he's good. Yeah, did he, I think he used to be on um, Discovery or, you know, or uh, National Geographic, right? He's on one. Oh, right. Yeah. National Geographic. Which, right. is, which so is why I think his it's still. Plus. Right.
6: Yeah, my oh,
1: parents no. wave
6: at that, that show. There's
1: right. a, you know, a lot.
2: And then we have Ramona and Bezes. Life goes on as normal for Ramona and her sister Beezus until their father loses his job and the family may have to leave behind more than just a normal home. Um, and that's actually a young Selena Gomez, right?
6: Oh, based I, on the uh, Beverly Cleary books.
2: The Beverly Cleary yeah. Clary, yeah. And my mom read all those
1: books when. Now, was that a book series or was it just one book? There's no a book. series. A series. Henry okay. Huggins, Ribsy, and then a bunch of Ramona. Beez- they kind of intertwined? Of
5: the past. Oh, they're like almost like
1: a universe. Now, I remember the movie. I remember my kids it loved the movie. It wasn't now. a space show, but uh, they did live in the same neighborhood. Oh, well,
2: yeah. But yeah, no, I remember my daughter and My I used to love this movie when she was a kid. It has, like I said, uh, young Selena Gomez uh, and even younger Joey King. So that's actually a pretty good one. And then we also have Texas Storm Squad, which follows an elite search and rescue team that battles to rescue people trapped by record-breaking tropical storm Imelda as it tears through Texas. So that sounds like it's uh, pretty exciting. And then lastly, we have Beyond the Clouds, the finale, the cast and crew reunite at the annual clouds choir fundraiser singing in unity to raise money for the zach sobiak osteosarcoma fund various cast members crew and important people in zach's life give tearful testimonies on how zach has inspired them to live life to the fullest and thank him for his long-lasting impact so we got a you know pretty cool week on uh, disney plus guys yeah. anything you guys looking forward to seeing
4: specifically no uh, t- probably <laughs> probably wandavision <laughs> at least for Wanda me Vision, BFH, I, so just because I- i'm I, i'm just i'm a little more intrigued i want to s- I want to see more.
3: I want to see I, where it goes. Yeah, me
2: so too. I'm probably better off not having seen it so I can just watch a bunch of them at once. And anyway, because I, yeah. again, I haven't seen it. So, um. well, the thing yes. about
1: this too is we felt kind of the same way after we've only seen the first one, like I said. But I did find myself thinking about it a lot later. Like, me too. as weird as I felt after watching it, I definitely want to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. i to um, like-
5: make up my mind whether or not I like it or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah. for
7: Loki. I just, that's all I can.
2: Oh, yeah. When that's is that going to come one. out? We don't know when that's coming out yet, though, right? I no. think Miles
7: told me March.
6: Oh, so that's not that long. That's soon.
7: Yeah. Miles is in charge of that info, and
6: that's what he's saying. Like. Yeah, that gonna- show is going to be quite compelling because they're taking mm-hmm. situations in history that have been unexplained yes. and assigning them to Logan.
7: I love
6: it. Yeah, I like that idea. It's yeah, like like that, a, that should be fun.
7: Uh, butterfly thing.
4: Butterfly. Is butterfly effect. Yeah.
0: Well,
4: think about it. I mean, when he, you know, his disappearance from. You know, the Avengers in, in yeah. the series there. So and then to see what actually he ends up doing, that's pretty neat that they probably would try to tie something like that in.
7: I like Loki. I think he's got a lot of depth of character. And I think we're going to see that because he's in different dimensions and things. He And he has to deal with himself in certain dimensions where he's worse than right. <laughs> he actually is and stuff. So I think it's going to have a lot. Of, I think it's going to be fun.
2: You know what else, too? He's a funny character, too he was, oh, yeah. he was yeah. always a comic relief in, in, in all the movies and all the Thor movies and stuff so I felt like he was almost like just a da- he obviously wasn't a good guy but he was almost like that damaged guy that you know you could tell kind of could be good at times but but he was funny the whole time right? well, you know throughout it so but um yep. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Dollar Game. And this week joining us, we have Rachel Hoeing. So let's say hi to Rachel. How you doing, Rachel? I'm great. How are you? We're great. We're happy to have you on this week's edition of the Disney Money Game. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from?
0: I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I have two teenagers and a dog and a husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's the big Disney fan in the house?
0: Me, for sure. I have brainwashed my 15-year-old daughter. So she's right behind me. Oh, and then there you the, go. Two, the two boys we drag along when they'll when they'll come with us. <laughs> so
2: maybe, maybe you have a little bit of help over there for these, for these questions.
0: No, no one's home. I wish I did. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: all right. Well, I, you know what? Hopefully good luck. And hopefully uh, you will do it on your own. Let's out. All right. So I'm going to say, as you know the rules, I'm going to say the question. You'll have 10 seconds to answer. You hear the buzzer. Time is over and the game is over. Um, So we'll start now when you hear the buzzer. Like I said, that's that's it. Okay. So you tell me when you're ready. When you're ready, we're ready. I'm good. All right. And the timer starts after I finish the question. Okay. All right. First question. Who is Mickey Mouse's girlfriend?
0: Minnie Mouse. There
2: you go. (laughs) Question number two. What color are Mickey Mouse's shoes?
0: Oh gosh. Shoes? I don't Think know if it. I've ever paid attention to his shoes. Throw out a color. We'll say black.
2: I'm oh, sorry. I would have I let them count that, but yeah, no, it's, it's yellow.
0: Are they, I have never paid attention to his shoes. Why would I, have, I know the shorts are red. I know the, the buttons. Sh- never paid attention to the shoes.
2: Shoes are yellow. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> And he loves those shoes. I'm, I'm you know, He's probably offended right now, I'm sure.
0: I know, I'm sure. He's probably crying. Oh,
2: poor Mickey. <laughs> well, Rachel, you know what? We're so glad you at least kind of gave it on. You came on, you gave it your best shot. Yes, um, well, thank you, know, you for having me. Well, thank you. I, I wish you could have lasted a little bit longer. Me too. But you know what? It was great having you. Well, thank you so much for listening and for being part of the, uh, the Disney Money Game. And um, listen in and, and uh, maybe we'll have you on again and get another chance at, at winning some Disney money.
0: That sounds great.
2: All right, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney topic talk, and today the crew and I are going to discuss our favorite character dining in Disney World. Let's see. Let's go to Sam first. And Sam, what's your favorite character dining option in Walt Disney World?
3: This was very hard because I I like so many, but I decided to go with Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. So this one is it just. It was something that we went to every year with Aiden when he was much smaller. It was so cute and you could see the, the characters in their costume and their safari costume. And I love the banana pudding bread. It was just delicious. I don't know. I just liked the atmosphere. I liked the characters dressed up and it was just, it's just a cute memory I have of when Aiden was was, was a baby. And plus, yeah. that jungle juice is obviously—it's the best. It's
6: yeah, I think juice. that might be the only place that you can see Mickey and Minnie in their safari gear. Yeah. really. It's the only place I think yeah, I've seen them. I think
3: at, so.
4: Which would make sense. I mean,
3: yeah, just that. I mean, they have—we've only done breakfast, and I like that they have like the buffet. My favorite is the breakfast potatoes. I love potatoes, potatoes, bread, pasta—all of that's my favorite. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that I would say is my favorite. Very cool. Good one. We really enjoyed doing it with our family too. It's a cute memory. It's like very family oriented. So it's pretty cute to do. I like the food there. It's
7: different than in other places. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Ooh. So, Joey, what about okay. you? What do you got? Um, so, for me, it's going to be Ohana over the Polynesian. Now, number one, um, you know, we love the Polynesian uh, to begin with. But as far as character dining, it's really good. I mean, and there's a couple of reasons that this kind of all wraps into one. But um, as far as the character dining goes, it is pretty cool because when you get there, you know, and they sit you down and then, you know, the characters end up start coming around, you know, Lilo and Stitch and and Mickey and stuff. And they come out on their, you know, they're dressed in their Hawaiian stuff, which is really cool. And then, of course, they get everybody up, well, the ones that want to participate, but most of the kids, they get them in like a, uh, I guess, a conga line type of thing. And then they all give them like maracas and these shakers and all kinds of stuff. And then they parade them around, uh, you know, the restaurant itself. Which is, you know, which is really cool. And the good thing about those, especially character dining, as you know, in most places, especially when they're little ones, like really little ones, they will spend more time, you know, at the table with uh, with uh each child where they'll actually take the time to interact with them, uh, interact with you, and then obviously take the time to take photos with you and stuff like this. You're, you're not, you know, fighting lines and stuff like that. So um, as far as Ohana goes, it's great. But everything that goes with it, because, you know, the food is really good, at least especially for breakfast. That's my favorite from there. You know, their Hawaiian bread in the morning is outstanding. And the family style dinners, family style breakfast, sorry, that they give you you know, with the scrambled eggs and the potatoes and the you know the uh, the bacon and stuff like that, um, which is really good. And then their juice, which I know is similar to Tusker House, but it's not the same. I don't know if it's Jungle Juice. I, I can't remember what they call oh, the, it. The pod Juice. That's what it is. That stuff is man, super good. And then of course the bonus, especially when we we love to make reservations there. And I think I've spoken about this before. You hit breakfast at Ohana, and then you just hop on the monorail from there. It's on the inner loop, and you just take it right over to uh, you know to the Magic Kingdom. So you know, for me, that's um, it's just like all in one. And then of course especially when it's a nice sunny day, the uh, the windows and the, the view that you have there makes it super bright in there. So it's like really uh, kind of wakes you up, you know? So yeah, I love going there. It's also we a gorgeous have, view. You can just see. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: We actually have the cutest little th- story with Aiden at, at Ohana. He was very early on diagnosed. We were, it was probably one of the, maybe like the second time that we went he wanted to go in the in the conga line, but we were so scared. We weren't sure. Is he gonna run away? Are we gonna lose him? Or should we go? <laughs> should we not? Should we like let him have some independence? We were terrified and he actually did it and he came back to us and we were we were, we were proud. And he's
4: still here at us with home. It's awesome. You should see it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: but it was a proud moment because we we weren't at that level to, of trust yet. So it was nice. Yeah, to... we weren't sure if we
4: should just let him. Hey, go on the line with the kids and follow everybody. Yeah, I didn't want like, to. What hover. if he gets to the end and just keeps on going towards the <laughs> elevator and right. down the stairs? I don't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <It's>...
3: <laughs> so I didn't want to be known as the mom that was hovering over her child. I wanted to yeah. give a little, you know, smother. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: But it's you know that's something that that to me why Disney is so special to me because there's been little moments that Aiden has you know overcome that you know that was something that will always remember. And the characters
4: also being very patient with him.
3: Yes, that was mm-hmm. a big
4: one. So I'll
2: say yeah. I, I do agree with that. One of the things that Ohana does is they definitely they definitely give you um, enough time. They don't just kind of stop by the table and fly to the next table. They 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 sit and they will take time. And you'll see them come by again usually if they sit if you're there long enough they'll you'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stitched more than once, which I guess it could be, you know, good or bad depending on if you, you want to see them, but they definitely give you your money's
4: worth as far as the interaction. And that pineapple bread is really good. I don't know what they call that's it. What, like, it's, that's what, it's it's what I call so it. I, man, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That is awesome. It's the first thing they give you when you sit down, which is great because it's immediate. So as soon as you sit, you've already got it, which mm-hmm. is awesome because you can yeah. see as you're walking by that, they have them all lined up on the uh, on the counter, which is awesome because they're just, the, you know, the chefs are just putting them up there. So I love
7: any restaurant that gives you food as soon as you sit
4: down
0: That's,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah well listen just so. yeah just something to hold you you know until you know the rest and it doesn't take long for the especially the family style they got that stuff ready to go so it's it's really good but uh, and then of course it just keeps coming so it's just yeah, just like Tusker House and these other buffets, except they bring it to you. It just you end up getting stuffed out of there. So it's great.
2: Yeah, you don't. Yeah, when you eat the breakfast there, you don't have to
4: eat the rest of the day. Pretty much, you can just right. fill up. Yeah. Honestly, even the smells—not just the restaurant, but uh, I love the. You know, we love the Polynesian. So just the, um, you know, walking into the atrium and everything—it's just—it's just one of my favorite hotels oh, there.
5: Awesome. or
4: resorts, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so definitely like, got a unique
2: kind of
0: mm-hmm. the whole
2: thing. The whole the Polynesian, just the aesthetics on every on everything with the Polynesian. Yep. You know, it's got that. It's it's it was. One one of the first hotels, so I mean, there's that. And it you know, is it just...
4: still one of the premier places to go, yeah. which is yeah. crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So love going there. Yeah. That's so cool. yeah, for character, I know that's my favorite. Cool. What about you, uh Brad, what do you got?
6: Well, I am going with 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian. This is my all time favorite memory and meal. All of our kids were with us. This meal, it is a uh, buffet. of a lower buffet like you almost kind of you don't lean down but you reach down a little bit it is designed as kind of like a child's tea party but it features prince charming it features cinderella it features the stepmother and uh the sisters and man do they not give you the treatment at every table? And the stepsisters, like with my oldest, who's now 24, at the time, he would have been like 15, Yeah. 15. It was awesome. He had a sister on each arm, which is rare because a lot of the characters and princesses aren't allowed to appear together at all, like on each arm. So, but the sisters are allowed to be in tandem. And so just create some really great They were fighting
7: over him. Yeah. And then the their mom, the uh, evil stepmother, she was ta- tra- talking to me, trying to get me to arrange a marriage with one of her daughters. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs>
7: hilarious! Yeah. We have the cutest pictures of
0: him.
2: That's cute. <laughs> I, I've so never experienced cool. um, that character dining before, so that's yeah. I, that's old news to me too. That's, that's
0: really fun. What it has Cinderella? quite a good
6: photo op too, right out front, featuring Cinderella's castle and nice painting and uh, some trellis and stuff. What about? <laughs> (laughs) So how was the food there? Uh, That's good. good, very good. Uh, you know buffets. I, I think it was better than the Crystal Palace buffet, but not better than the buffet at um, Animal Kingdom. I can't remember the one at Animal Kingdom right now. Tusker
3: House. Tusker, Tusker House. So
6: yeah, <laughs> Tusker House is probably the best buffet. You you don't want to know what I think the worst buffet is. I think the worst buffet is um, <laughs> Chef Mickey. I don't like Chef Mickey. Chef Mickey. I, I actually
3: don't over- like Chef Mickey either.
2: I feel like yeah. Chef yeah. Mickey is over is overrated just because of what it is. It's got all the Fab Five there. I agree. You know, it's, it's overrated. I'll say this though. It's one of those things where if you have kids, it's worth doing if you have kids because they get well, the, full, yeah. the full treatment. It's it's worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And but it's, you know I think, what? Aiden didn't like it lie. at all.
3: Oh, really? He preferred Ohana or Tusker House when we went or even Coral Reef.
4: And even Garden Grove. Even mm-hmm.
7: Garden Grove. Garden mm-hmm. Grove we haven't been. I want to do
4: that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, uh, the character uh, meet and is that, really good for that one too.
7: Chef Mickey's actually, back in the day, I did. I covered it on this day. It was a steakhouse over there. That whole oh, area, right. the quick service was gone That. That whole wow! Thing down on, like, a steak a
6: premiere steakhouse.
7: Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it was really
0: different. <laughs> and was-
2: they and they shut that down for Chef Mickey's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I get I get I mean, why a lot of people love Chef Mickey's because just the name of it, you know, and it's they the character dining for the kids and stuff. So I get it, but it I, I think do. it's more for just kids because it's it's simpler food that I think kids more enjoy. And I don't think it's more, you know, but that's so, what the kids want.
1: Yeah. See, I just never felt that fit in the contemporary. Just well, yeah, that's, and yeah, even that, it's a little out of sorts. Seems yeah. A little sloppy. Like yeah. it doesn't seem yeah. like it should, you know? Yeah. yeah so. The aesthetic is very
6: 90s. It needs to be
5: updated. It does. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that is true. That is true.
5: Yeah. I, I went there in my twenties because it was cheap. <laughs> with <little> kids, <laughs> like it was, because it was like, oh, the cheapest place to eat.
4: And I like the contemporary; I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, love yeah. The, I love the contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot Even
0: of
2: good dining options there. So.
7: California Grill. Now i I know that's. Oh like,
2: yeah, that's that, that, that's there. a premier place. Yeah.
7: You're fine.
2: Yeah, it's a must-do every time. So, Tiff, what do you got? What's your favorite character dining in, in Disney?
7: I went ahead and went with um, Cinderella's Royal Table because we've had again. I think our family experience there was just so terrific. You know, they give you, the boys get like swords and the girls get wishing wands. And we have pictures of our kids, like with their eyes closed, like wishing and everything. And just the sweetest moments. I think we had our eyes closed wishing too. <laughs> just everything about it. Um, the, the princesses come around to the table. And you get to take pictures that with all, all. Um, the major princesses, like mm-hmm. Aurora and um, Snow. Snow White.
6: Cinderella. You get
7: your your picture taken with Cinderella downstairs. Jasmine is
6: also there.
7: Yeah, it's just such a cool experience, and you get to be in the castle. So I think for our family, plus we had this waitress that we like really connected. We because we went there a couple of times, and um we ended up with the same waitress more than once. And she was just the sweetest lady, and um
6: she she's would been just here like she's been at 30 Cinderella's 30 Royal Table for thirty years. years. Oh wow.
7: Well, Up until Um, whatever happened, I don't know if she still has, we haven't been there since it opened up again, but I just love that. And her, her love of her job made me want to go back there. And oh, that was really cool. I love how cast members mm-hmm. love their job at Disney. And Where's anyway, yeah, <laughs> she's just the sweetest lady. The food is really good. and but the one thing I remember miles in particular, I think got maybe Kimura too was you got to decorate your own cupcake and they brought out all this special mm-hmm. stuff so you can decorate your cupcake. I thought that sounds Aww. pretty
3: cool. It's cool. Yeah, we've never I, done that one before. It's yeah. it's,
2: a, it's a good one. I actually had my wedding night dinner for like well, because I was married at Disney, obviously. Uh, that's where we all had we, like there was like twenty four, twenty five of us. That's where we had dinner that night it was at the Cinderella's, <laughs> Cinderella's royal table. We just yeah. go ahead like, that's just, a cool. Good idea. You know,
0: princesses
7: before you married your princess. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's more of like
2: she's more of like an evil queen sometimes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell, tell you her I is. said that.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you what I love most about Cinderella's Royal Table is actually the bathrooms. On the front of the bathroom doors, it says, Lords and Ladies. And I love to walk into a bathroom in which they have called me a lord. I just think there that's... There you go. <laughs> bathrooms are very important.
7: Yeah, they are. One bathroom on Disney property that is the very, very best,
4: but... Do tell. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you got to tell us now which one. I, I need to know.
7: Victoria Albert's bathrooms.
2: Oh, well, everything in Victoria um, Albert's is probably yeah. like... Right. They're probably made of the toilets are probably made of gold. Right. (laughs) That's my bucket list meal, man. Hang
7: out here. This is a like. own little apartment
2: it's like remember george costanza (laughs) had do you guys remember seinfeld george costanza had one create course course. that showed all the good bathrooms were in the city
0: oh no i thought we were
2: talking about when he took
6: the book into the bathroom at the bookstore
2: well there was that but then they did actually no you know what he had the app when they did the um on curb your enthusiasm they were going to do the the, like the fake uh reunion show and he made him like a ton of money because he created this app that showed you where to find the best bathrooms in manhattan or wherever city oh. was from. And he, when he sold it, that's how he became like rich. And when the, they did the, the, you know, it wasn't really a reunion because it was really all Kirby enthusiasm, but that was going to be their reunion special. Oh, nice. Wow. That's a little cool. a little Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right, Steph, what about you? What do you have for, or actually, do you guys have the same one? So it's like a, it's like a joint one. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What's your favorite character dining guys?
5: Well, we have the same sort of theory. We, we don't love character dining <laughs> It's not our favorite. That's okay. Uh, my, we don't have kids, and it's weird when you don't have kids to sit there with well,
1: characters coming around. Uh, okay, uh, that's not 100% true. Not in my book.
5: It's 100% true that we don't have kids.
1: Well, mine is the garden grill. And, okay.
5: uh, I Do love the garden grill.
1: Because, obviously, Chip and Dale. Now, here's the reason I don't like the character dining, because there's a couple of reasons. First of all, I don't really want the interruption, honestly, in my <laughs> no because I don't you're paying for a lot let's say you got the hot food and it's like okay now here here comes another one like i remember doing the one in crystal palace and it's like not only do i not want to stop i don't <laughs> i don't want to maybe have some on me for the picture and i don't want to get the character messy in case something's on my hand you don't know yeah and it just yeah. especially in crystal palace it was like oh my gosh here comes tigger here comes your it's like oh my yeah, can we just
5: like, don't make eye contact don't make eye i mean it was like <laughs> don't make eye contact oh my gosh because you can't be rude to tigger
1: i really like the food at garden grill and i did like yeah. the characters and like mickey and kind of the farmer outfit and yeah it was a little better because we were in a booth so you just kind of hop down and and you did it but i just wish you could either get them right when you sit down mm-hmm. and then dessert time mm-hmm. I, I don't want that whole thing going on and it's I'm sorry to sour on this, but yeah,
5: the, yeah, well, I feel the same way
1: because maybe it's, I guess for the kid thing, maybe it's different in that way because you're experiencing it for your kid. And so then well, I guess the food do. isn't really as, as important as yeah. if you're a couple, you know, there's but I do, do want to meet the characters. It's Me not too. like, you know, they're totally a bother. I want to meet Chippendale and, and I want to meet them when it's unique outfits kind of mm-hmm. like sam was saying for animal kingdom i like that i like when you can go to certain areas and like when donald is in mexico outside mm-hmm. and he's in you know the get up from the three college yeah yeah <laughs> but is-
5: i, I want to meet the character and then then i want to eat my salad <laughs> I don't want, you know i and i just feel like they're kind of uncomfortable too like okay we were already around this couple and okay, we did autographs and pictures and now we got to go back and mingle. And I just kind of feel bad for him. Like he kind of run out of stuff to say and do because without kit, you don't have as much to do. Yeah. Know. For the and, record.
1: And you want to eat your meal too. You don't want to get in cold. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Because a lot of them are really good. You yeah. know, you're, it's not like a walk-up service where, Oh, I'll just get it tomorrow. It's like, that's, probably your only time that trip that you're you're doing it and it's like i really like that food at the garden grill i mean it was a lot of meat but i love it a
5: great meal i loved that food but i'd be leery to go back there because i don't want to spend the whole night interacting
1: i actually did not like crystal palace at all not at all i think it was lunch right i
5: think that was some of the worst food i've ever had
1: wow and i hear a lot of people say the breakfast is the good one yeah so, and we've never done a breakfast.
5: Breakfast in general are less expensive.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's usually the cheaper. Um, that's like, if you if you want an inexpensive character dining, it's always the breakfast one. It's just, yeah, for whatever reason, they're always cheap. Because character dining can get, they're, they're pretty pricey. But if you get the breakfast one, they're usually a little bit lesser on the, uh, on the the on the wallet.
5: I would try that one for breakfast. I would try Crystal for breakfast because people do really talk about the food for Crystal. I, and it's not like we, we won't do character dining. Yeah. Sure, but it's just not our top.
1: Has anyone uh, done the Snow White one? No. At our point? I
7: have yeah, always
1: time. wanted to do that. Yeah. No, we've, we haven't done that. The do
7: problem with that one is it starts at five o'clock. That's, mm-hmm. It doesn't go all day.
6: But
0: mm.
7: so the reservations were way booked in advance. And yeah, one book's quick. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not running at the moment.
6: Yeah. Right. I can't wait for a Kershaw. To- um, it looks so pretty. For, for where it It's not open. For where A Cursus. But
7: you get Rapunzel in there and All Flynn Rider and mm. Belle. Mm and um i forget
6: really but because
7: you don't get rapunzel at any other one that was cool and
0: actually
2: i'm i'm actually gonna you do get him somewhere else and that's actually it's a good segue because it's actually mine so yeah so i'll I'll
5: perfect
2: So I'll be honest, I love a lot of the character dining. I it's it's always either you love them either because it's great food or you love them just because of the great experience. And sometimes you get lucky and they have both the great experience and the great food. And the one I I think might be more of one of the underrated ones. I don't think you people you know you hear people talk about it that often. It's the character breakfast. It's the actually the Bon Voyage adventure breakfast at Trattorio Al Forno's over by the boardwalk. Their dinners are pretty, it's decent. It's kind of olive of garden ish to me. So it's not great Italian food, but it's passable Italian food. But their breakfast to me is actually is is a home run. I love their breakfast. And again, they have the, the character breakfast and you get to see Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, uh, Ariel and you get to see Prince Eric. And the cool part about that is if you usually want to see those four characters, you might catch them at, at Cinderella's but that's only the two princesses. And sometimes you'll catch them in different areas in Epcot, but you're usually going to wait online for like a half hour and they kind of rush you through a little bit. And in this one, they actually will spend a little bit more time with you. You'll They'll get to sit down with them. Well, not sit down but they'll come by and they'll, they'll take the pictures they'll take the photos, they'll chat with you and it's good for you. I feel like it's one of the ones that even Adult, adults can kind of get a kick out of, uh, but that's, that's actually my favorite. Uh, it's actually probably one of my favorite breakfasts on property, even without the character dining. I just think they, they just have a different, I guess, palette, I guess you could say. Uh, it, it, and that's an, and I'm talking about in all, of, in all of Disney. And what we usually do is we'll actually get a few dishes and kind of just all share it family style. Like, so we'll probably get like four dishes and we'll just kind of put it together in the middle of the thing. We'll kind of just make, you know, a little plates out of, out of the whole thing, just so we can all get a little bit of taste of everything. And some of something they have a steak and eggs that, is like insane they got this cheese egg tort kind of thing like a quiche kind of thing with the the home fries and the the breakfast potatoes they got this um italian omelet and it's it's a tomato basil omelet with um with like fresh woods on it and i'm uh, getting hungry Uh, I'm telling you, it's it's a different breakfast than you get in a lot of the other places. It's like, you know, a lot of the places have, you know, the sausage and the Mickey waffles and and the bacon and the eggs. And I feel like this is they they jazzed it up a little bit at this place. And they got the, the pancakes. They're decent pancakes. Not really any different than anywhere else. But they put like the little the Rapunzel sun on powdered and powdered sugar on it and and they're good I mean again, you'll get to get the same pancake you would get at other places for breakfast, but it's good and they have a fresh fruit platter that that you know is loaded with stuff like dragon fruit and not even just your just your generic stuff but I about your favorite fruit.
0: restaurant
2: so oh, what's his favorite restaurant?
3: I thought we were unmuted
2: <laughs> you know. I had just unmuted
4: it and she said to say something
2: <laughs> but well, so yeah, so I mean so it's it's actually just a great great um dining option without the characters. But if you're a Tangled fan or a little Mermaid fan, it's definitely a must do. The food is amazing. They spend enough time with you when they come around. It's it's just a cool experience and it just and the food again, I can't I can't stress how good the food is for a character dining. I think it might be my favorite food of all the character dinings and one of my top experiences, but I think when you meld the two, it's my favorite character dining and it's a little bit less expensive than a lot of the other places because again, it is a breakfast option for character dining and it is not as expensive as some of these other ones that you go to and you're going to get a different breakfast than you would get in most of the places. It's not the same, just eggs and and, and sausage and, and waffles. It's, you know, like I said, they got, it's everything's seasoned really well. So that's going to be, that's going to be my
4: favorite, I think. But what's Aiden's favorite? Not Aiden's, Aiden's here. You want to tell him which one you, what you like? What's up kid? You've been to a bunch of them. You don't want to say?
3: Do you like, I don't know. Do you like, what about your, your favorite T-Rex one at Disney Springs? No.
0: So
5: horrible. It's so horrible. So horrible. <laughs> <laughs> T Rex
4: T-Rex, T-Rex Cafe is like one of his favorites that we've always gone to. Anytime we uh-huh. go to Disney Springs, he, he likes to go there because he loves dinosaurs, of course. Yeah. He's just being We're shy. Mm. Listen, you've been to a lot of them. Do, do you like Tusker House? Remember where Mickey and Minnie are dressed in their safari? <laughs> or do you
0: like
7: Ohana? You like Ohana, Ohana
4: where you go dancing around with Stitch and Lilo?
7: Okay,
4: I like that one. Okay. There you <laughs> go. So that's two votes for Bahana. There you go, so, yeah, so we got a couple of good options there,
2: guys. So hopefully people like you know, obviously we, it's not really the character dining is not available right now, but uh, hopefully people uh what it is, we gave some good options, some good uh, some good stuff on there. hopefully, um, character dining will be back soon, and we can all experience these options again soon. I miss it, you know, i i, I it's it's a shame and, and a lot of these people, they love playing these roles, and it'd be nice to have them back, you know. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's actually going to do it for the show this week, guys. We've got a few announcements to, to, uh, to do first, I guess, before we get out of here. So uh, the next big gift card giveaway, we can announce that it's actually going to be announced on Instagram on February 7th. So stay tuned for that. And then also, guys, uh, make sure you guys tune in next week because we actually do have a special guest on next week's episode. You guys, all, I'm sure everybody that listens to us knows who he is. Uh, Big Fat Panda will be here to talk some Disney. So, um, alright, so uh, and that, I guess that'll do it for the show. So let's uh, let's do some thank yous. We want to thank Morgan Stark from the Just Some Magic podcast. Uh, she's a fun guest. Some really cool stuff. We got to hear a little bit about her Disney loves. So we want to thank her for stopping by. And we also want to thank today's sponsor, Ears by Elena. So make sure you check them out on Instagram, on Etsy. It's Ears by elena uh she does custom orders some really cool stuff so check that out and uh i guess let's just say our goodbyes now gotta say goodbye to everybody let's start with uh brad and
0: tiff
7: yeah bye See guys. you guys yeah you guys if you want to check us out we're years of years on youtube and on instagram and it was fun
0: we're helping it out
2: sure. and uh, we got what do we got anything you can you let us know any special stuff for this day in disney coming up anything you can give a little teasers What do we got? Anything good? Well,
7: yeah, there is. Coming up, there's going to be, we're going to be talking about one hundred and one Dalmatians. So oh,
2: that's right. Yeah. All right. So so any one hundred and one Dalmatian fans, make sure you stay tuned to Years of Years this week and get to uh, check out that day in Disney for this day in Disney. And uh, all right. So thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. And again, and now, and we officially will see you next week officially because you're now regular. Uh, you're you're part of the team. You're you're, you're one of the, the starting. What are we seven? Starting seven. So uh, with that, let's also say goodbye to Joey and Sam. Sam actually got to stick around for the whole show. And Aiden. Aiden's I in
3: the house. I did. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.
4: guys. Right, it, was it was a good suits. show. Yeah. And suits. glad to have Brad and Tiffany as permanents, even though I thought they were. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: so- now they can't leave. It's like
4: that scene from
2: uh, from Bronx Tale. I locked the door. They can't leave now.
1: There you
7: go. <laughs> Wait.
5: What?
1: Yeah, right. I was Leanymore more Hotel California you can check out anytime you <laughs> like? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, right, right. All
2: right, and then let's say goodbye to our best listeners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Bye. Adios. It was so
5: fun. What? <laughs>
1: what? You can check us out
5: oh.
1: <laughs> at Rock and Roll DW, and in case you haven't seen, we are featuring a Mickey Mouse sandwich maker video that's very, very fancy, high-tech. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> demonstration Tutorial. of the maker and by that I mean it's it's not
5: <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> I really
2: I want to know how those peanut butter sandwiches
5: me too I haven't done it yet
1: oh part two
4: yeah I think there's got to be a video for that this needs to be a follow-up for sure by the way <laughs> by the way I saw Dan's socks today they were great
5: oh yeah I yeah. the Chickendale socks but I oh. took that down because it was a long story
4: About- I didn't yeah I didn't see it that's what I saw so I, oh, I thought. I saw it before I'll they follow, pulled it. Oh, okay.
5: I was following someone's prompts.
1: Cause I, I go, what's with the Chippendale? Oh, it's National Squirrel Day, and I'm like, okay, but yeah, you're but it right. Wasn't
5: my fault. I was following an influencer's prompt. Okay, <laughs> okay. one time. But and I was like, "Was well, that right? Well, okay. Well, she said it. Okay, so I'll do it." Well, it's and-
1: National Bear Day. Here's Pluto. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> so well, everybody. Have for- a ripper day. All right, guys. So
0: Bye.
2: we'll see you guys all next week. Remember, have a great today. A better tomorrow. And we'll see you next time, guys.